could you help me with one thing? If there is anyone near the studios today, I am in dire need of an entire box of duct tape that I will need to wrap my head just, I, it's not going to stop it from exploding today, but it, I at least will be able to go to the doctor and say I have all of the pieces. Just cut the duct tape off my head and all of the pieces of my skull are there. Just glue it back together and maybe you can put a couple of steel plates because I know it's going to blow again. Today, the impeachment hearing. Oh, today is going to be good. Today we're going to learn from uh, uh, Schiff and all of his cronies about how Russia is doing this. Russia is planting all this information about Ukraine. It's Russia, Russia, Russia has nothing to do with Ukraine. Uh, is, Is everything in life a binary choice? Is everything except people's sexuality, except your gender? That's the only thing fluid. Everything else is a binary choice. It's either Russia or Ukraine. It can't be that Russia was doing it and Ukraine was doing it. Couldn't be that. No, no, no. So we will be, we'll ask America to narrow its focus again today. Don't look at big pictures. You're too stupid. You look a little picture. It was only Russia doing that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, I cannot look at Adam Schiff anymore. I can't I can't do it. Uh, I look at him and I'm freaked out by his goo-goo googly eyes. Uh, and please, I'm, I'm just asking, for the love of heaven, do not let him have children with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Because the child will look like Mike from Monsters, Inc. So please, don't let that happen. It just be one eyeball that is just... Ooh. All right. Uh, today, um, we are going to learn from the committee how Russia's the only one who was trying to affect us. There's no way anybody could possibly do that in Ukraine. They're all good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought the whole story was that they weren't, that everyone in Ukraine was incredibly corrupt. Oh. Well, oh, no, but, but not but about the election. They're... they're good. They're Boy Scouts on the election, even though two of them were sentenced to prison. And do we have the tape? Could we just play the... I just want to... Oh, here's here's the director of the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, which was set up by the Obama administration and the Soros people uh, to root out corruption. So their handpicked guy is Art Artem Stinyak, uh, and uh, how do I say it? what's his name? Steinick? Sitnik. Sitnik. Okay, Sitnik. Whatever. Artem. His first name is Artem. Do I care about his second name? By the way, he's the director of the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, started by us. 
And uh, what's he talking about here? Uh, that he actually helped the Hillary Clinton campaign. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's bragging about how he was working to, uh, to throw the Hillary Clinton campaign. Now, if you don't think that, that they had any reason, you think that was just bribery or whatever, no, no, no. All of these people, because they are all George Soros people, all these people felt that Donald Trump was just going to be the worst guy ever for Ukraine because he's too pro-Russia, too pro-Russia. So their country, they believed, was at stake because he was just not going to do anything. We're only getting blankets from the Obama administration. We need bombs and weapons. He'll never do that. That's exactly what he did. He went in and gave them the weapons that Obama wouldn't give them. That's just how pro-Russia he is. So they were all motivated to make sure that Hillary Clinton uh, was, uh, was the next president. Here he is admitting it, the head of the Anti-Corruption Bureau, that he's the guy who, who did it. And we're now going to be told by who? Who? Uh, Dr. Hill? Dr. Hill. Okay, I insist that you call me doctor as well, okay? I'm Dr. Beck. Uh, so Dr. Hill is going to tell us how there is nothing going on in Ukraine today. Jason, welcome to the program. Thank you. Jason is our head uh, researcher uh, and and has been absolutely brilliant on putting this story together. We have another... I, you know, I can't call them specials uh, anymore because really every show that you're watching, because this is so fast and furious, every show you're watching, if you missed it last night, you missed Rudy Giuliani. We're going to go through that phone call from him yesterday uh, on the TV show. It was jaw-dropping. Now, of course, all the people who didn't listen to it just saw me doing it with Rudy Giuliani were like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory and you don't have any facts and... Okay, whatever. Anybody who is actually cares what the truth... Anybody who says, yes, Dr. Franklin, Dr. Franklin, uh, I know we have a republic, and I know what it takes to keep it. I actually have to be well-informed and look at all of the evidence to keep a republic. Uh, those people, they actually watch. Tonight, you need to watch. Tonight, what are we exposing? Oh, we have initially were just going to talk about George Kent because his name kept popping up. He uh, he testified last week. Mm -hmm. The media coverage was absolutely ridiculous. That's kind of what first put him on my on my radar. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the guy's bow tie in the New York Times. They wrote an entire column about the guy's bow tie. Uh, they wrote an entire column about the guy's water bottle in the Post. I was like, what are they doing with this guy? They're setting him up to be a star. Why? Well, they were making him out to be this ultimate debunker of all these, you know, lunacy, all this lunacy, all these conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And the more we dug into him, the more this became less just, again, focusing on one single thing in George Kent, but everything surrounding the man. And then everything that was updated from our special last week. It was moving rapidly. Glenn, while you were on the stage. I know. Something was happening towards Soros's grand strategy while you were on stage. And while I I believe I either asked before we went on the special <laughs> or I asked off the top of my head during the special, 
What is it that Soros is going to buy? What is it that he's doing with this money? He says, oh, I, I, the spooky dude's going to write big checks, and I'll write checks in, uh, in, in, uh, in Ukraine. I prefer write checks to Czech Republic because I think it's funny, but I'm going to disrupt here. And he said he's going to write checks, and he's going he's gonna to buy into their free market. Are you going to expose this tonight, or can I talk about this now? No, we're going to expose this tonight. Okay. So this is this is crazy. It's crazy, and all the documentation is there. And people in Ukraine are standing up, going, "Help us!" Yeah, you you've got to watch every single show that we do in the afternoons because don't think of them how they were. Every single show is like a special now yeah. because we are so deep into this, we're following it real time. The things that they hatched back in 2015, if you watched the special last week, the the parts of the plan are still happening by a, a day by day. Day by day. I will tell you, I, I haven't even told you this yet. I need you to shore this up with evidence, but I can tell you what the end game is of the Democrats. I, ans- I asked this question on the air uh, yesterday of myself. What is, the f- what is the end game? What are they going to do? How are the Democrats going to use it? I know it. And I know Soros uh, will have his fingers all over it. And I need you to look into certain places and I'll tell you off the air. But I'm going to tell you on the air today what I think the end game is. I'm going to tell you what the next year, in the next 18 months, what's going to happen with the Democrats and uh, and Donald Trump, the election, all of it. I will tell you exactly where we're headed. Anyway, if you used to watch us on Fox and you were like, oh, this, that, when the chalkboard is out, it's the best. When he's trying to break things down, I'm telling you, I'm doing the best work I've ever done in my career. Uh, and we are spot on. I know it. We've got them. We've got them. Uh, hang on just a sec. Mike in Florida said he just watched the Ukrainian special. Hi, Mike. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Um, I, I watched that special, and obviously it makes your head spin. I mean, you, you did a great job of piecing it all together, and I feel like I need to watch it like five more times to really yeah. get a handle on what you said there. But my question is, have you since you put that out, have you been contacted by any politicians to question the validity validity of your information? And are there any plans to get you to testify when the Republicans ever get the opportunity to call anybody forward? No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You shouldn't call me. I would be discredited immediately as a conspiracy theorist and everything else. I would be a Bad witness, a bad choice for the Republicans to call, but I can tell you the names of people they should call that have actual firsthand knowledge of all of this stuff. Um, There have been two Republicans uh, that have reached out to me and asked me for information. I sent them all the original documents, uh, and then I have not heard anything back. I I have talked to friends on Capitol Hill and said, what the EFF is wrong with you guys? What is wrong with you? And the story that I get back is, Glenn, it's so complex, it's going to look like a, a crazy, crazy conspiracy theory. How do we go on television and lay this out? And I learned something from Rudy Giuliani last night. Did you happen to see last night's show, Mike? I did not. Okay. Um, go to YouTube. or if you're, Are you a subscriber to The Blaze? Uh, I am not. 
Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? What I mean, seriously, what is, I mean, we're here pouring our heart out. It's uh, okay. Look, Mike, don't hang up the phone after I'm done. Producers, get him set up for a year uh, subscription to the Blaze. Um, I I want you to watch last night's show. You can see most of it on um, on YouTube because we streamed it live on YouTube, and then I ran out of time for the 22 minutes, and so we went extra. Uh, and you can find all the extra on Blaze, but it's only on the on the Blaze. But watch watch Rudy Giuliani. One thing that everybody says about Rudy Giuliani lately is the guy's gone nuts. The guy's gone nuts. He's like flailing and yelling and screaming. Right? That's what everybody that's what everybody says. He's not Rudy Giuliani anymore. What's happened to him? I can tell you what's happened to him. Because the real Rudy Giuliani, the one I know from the past, America's neighbor, uh, uh, mayor, he showed up last night and I figured out what happened to Rudy Giuliani. I'll tell you about that in one minute. All right. So, Stu, as you were watching this show unfold yesterday with Rudy Giuliani, did you notice a difference in his demeanor yeah he seems he seemed very focused right right uh, he wasn't scattered he wasn't yeah it seemed like he knows the details of this very well okay now if you have if you have spent uh two years of your life and you're doing the detective work okay and you're going in and you're get you're gathering all of the information and you're having to deal with dirt bags liars thieves trying to figure out what's true what's not you've put your whole life into it for a 2 year period 18 month period and you're getting hammered and you knew you're going to get hammered but you're a prosecutor you you're one of the you're the guy who put the Gambino crime family away so you've got credibility and you're like, okay, but if I get the evidence, they're going to listen to it. I'll be able to get it out. And then no one listens to it. Everyone calls you a kook. Every, no one will look at the actual facts. They'll talk about the hearsay of this person, but they won't look at actual paper documents and court records that totally shift this narrative. Okay? And now you're on TV. And you know you have four minutes. And the person is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why are you bringing out the whistleblower? Why are you trying to do that? What, you know, you're in bed with all these really bad people. And you're like, look, I, I'm tempted. At some point, you go nuts. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, Ricky, who is the executive producer of the show, she came in afterwards and she stood there and she looked at me and she shook her head and she said, I just witnessed... I just witnessed a therapy session with two people who are so close to the edge because they have the facts and no one will listen and the country is at stake and it seems that we all know it's corrupt in Ukraine but it's just as corrupt here and you really didn't think it would be that way. And no one, even the people supporting the president, are really interested in the truth. She said the two of you were like, right, right. 
And he would say something to me, and I'd like, I I know, and then this. And it was a chance for him to not have three minutes that he had to jam in this big complex thing and try to convince someone he could lay the facts out. He knew knew instantaneously, because he had watched the specials, he said that. And he said, you're spot on, you're right on. Uh, And... That gave him the opportunity to be the prosecutor that he's always been. Rudy hasn't gone nuts. The press has just, and this is my opinion, has frustrated him to the level of, of just exploding on them. Just exploding. Okay, the uh, hearing is about to begin with Fiona Hill who's got some really exciting stuff to tell us that it's Russia and Ukraine didn't do anything in 2016. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Quickly, before we go to the hearings with their just opening statement crap, uh, let me go to uh, Jordan in Missouri. Hello, Jordan. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey. Hey, thanks, Glenn. So first of all, I want to say I'm definitely not a Trump fan at all, but I've been frustrated like you with why he is sticking to this no quid pro quo thing. I mean, after hearing the testimony yesterday and Giuliani on your special last night, I mean, I finally get it. If Solomon's there and Senator Johnson is specifically asking the president about quid pro quo and he frustratingly says, no, why are you guys so obsessed with this? That's not, has nothing to do with that. So I I understand now why he's so insistent upon it, even though it may not be the best thing. I get it. I finally get it. Um, And and two, I have two really quick last questions, Glenn. After watching the Giuliani thing last night, talking about the FBI and Greenaway, have you reached out to... I think it's Patrick Burns, the Overstock CEO, who, I mean, at the time I didn't understand when he's like, guys, this goes so much deeper than you know. I'm hoping Barr. Patrick has, has- Patrick has disappeared. Uh, he's, I think he's left the country um, and he's kind of disappeared. And he's said to me that he'll reappear at some point. Um, but he is working on some projects uh, that he said are to, um, that are completely unrelated. I mean, he left Overstock, sold all of his stock, divorced himself from the company because it's the company he built and he didn't want to hurt it. Uh, And he said he's doing some things that will, um, uh, I guess, help expose the deep state. So he'll call us when he's back on on the grid. Sound interesting. And one last thing, after watching your third special, I was wondering if you could explain more about who Gene Sharp is. I know that Sololinsky is kind of the the guy who orchestrated a modern-day Fabian society in America, how to kind of disrupt the system. But I know Gene Sharp kind of is one of the founders of NED uh, that you talked about so much, and he's kind of the modern-day, I mean, I think he's passed away now, but the modern-day uh, equivalent of a Fabian socialist of how to disrupt things around the world. And I, I didn't see him mentioned in your special unless I missed it. Yeah, um, I don't know that we've done any work on Gene Sharp. I'll look into him and see, you know, what role, you know, if there's something there that that I think fits. Um, but congratulations and good for you on doing your your own homework um, on this. Um, so we'll we'll look into Gene Sharp. 
Uh, Jason, I want to go to Jason, who is our uh, chief researcher uh, uh, on this. What are we expecting to hear from these two that are being called today? I'm, I have very little interest in David Holmes, unless he turns out to be a relation to Sherlock Holmes. Then I'm very interested. Uh, but I but I don't know if that, uh, you know, that skill runs real deep with with David Holmes uh, because he'll probably say, well, no, wasn't aware of Chalupa, uh, wasn't aware of the uh, the embassy being uh, overrun with Soros and Clinton. And uh, I know Burisma, Burisma's dirty. I didn't know that. I am interested in Fiona. Turn your mic on there. There you go. I think that what she's doing is probably exactly what I'm, I would do in, in this case. And that's what infuriated me about the one thing that I disagreed with in uh, the July 25th call was mentioning CrowdStrike and mentioning that whole conspiracy theory about the server. Um, that I fully believe is a, is a complete dead end and a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stupid. We do know that Russia was involved. You don't have to go on, on right now and testify to that. We know that Russia was involved in interfering with the election. We also know that Ukraine, and this is this is where I get really frustrated because there it's a diversionary tactic what she's up there to do right now. Mm-hmm. She's there to make you think that focus on uh, the conspiracy theories, and they're trying to say that's what the Trump administration and people like Rudy Giuliani are focusing on is the conspiracy theory, which is bull. They want to focus on what we've been talking about. There's two Ukrainians, uh, officials in their government that have already been convicted for interfering in the U.S. 2016 election. That's a fact, right? We, and directly not like interfering like i'm gonna do this on my own directly working with our state department directly working with our uh justice department directly and that's and the obama and hillary clinton uh campaign that's what i was gonna get to so they were doing that directly in ukraine meanwhile a parallel uh interference campaign was going on in the united states from the Ukrainian embassy in the United States with a DNC operative. That's why they keep naming uh, Chalupa. Chalupa. So we know these things are fact. We know they happened. This is not a conspiracy theory. We have the documents for the love of Pete. We have the documents, the court case. We have the convictions. We have the we have the hidden camera with a guy admitting how it was working, and that's why it's so hypocritical. That's that's why Schiff is saying you can't call people like Chalupa. Those are those are conspiracy theories. So we're not even going to allow those into the inquiry. They want to they call Fiona Hill right now to testify about the probably CrowdStrike and the server. They want you to focus on that. Yeah, they're they're going to say that everything the president's talking about is a conspiracy theory, and so they don't perjure themselves any more than they already have they're going to keep it in my opinion and jason agrees that they'll keep it really tightly focused on that and they'll keep that focus on that because they need you to believe that that's all the president was talking about that's all that rudy giuliani is talking about that's if you see a glenn beck special on this that's only about CrowdStrike. we haven't even mentioned CrowdStrike in any of our specials why? Because it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, bluntly, it's dumb. That, that's dumb. I, I, if I find more information later that changes my mind, hey, I'll give a mea culpa. But I think it's dumb. I think there's also another reason for, for doing what they're doing today. It's not only to discredit anybody who's talking about he wanted investigations. And, uh, you know, they'll say, let's just say, look, I, I want to know. 
I want to know what was on the tape, the missing 19 minutes, uh, uh, you know, for Nixon. I want to know that. Uh, I want to know, uh, I want to know which documents Sandy Berger took out uh, of the National Archives and smuggled out. I want to know what those documents were. And uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind knowing, you know, was Oswald alone? Well, we know two of those things actually happened. We know two of those things they could tell us about. You know what I mean? I want to hear the tape that recently the left came out and said that that they were talking about, I think, raping a young girl in front of Martin Luther King or it was happening in the house and he said nothing. The left just came out with that and said the FBI has documents. Uh, and transcripts, and I believe a tape of it. Okay, I want to know the truth about this, 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 and and also, you know, was there a shooter in the in the trees? What they're doing today is like he believes that there was an extra shooter in the trees. When everything else, you have documentation, you know, happened. We don't know about the shooter in the trees. We're pretty sure it was just Lee Harvey Oswald. Right? I mean, at least I am. I'm pretty clear on that. They're trying to use one thing to discredit everything else. But they're also doing something else that is really dangerous. They are trying to convince you that the Russia investigation on Donald Trump didn't really cover everything. Because he's still kind of in with Russia. Because this, 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 these conspiracy theories are coming from Russia. And look who's stoking those fires. He's doing the work for Russia. No, he's not doing the work for Russia. And, and Mueller, had he come out with something about Russia, he'd be impeached today. But nothing happened with Russia and Trump. But that doesn't mean that Russia wasn't involved. We all know that Russia, because we did specials on it, uh, starting when? 2013, Jason? Yeah, Easy, years. easy. We showed you what they were going to do. We warned. We, we begged. Why is no one standing up about what Russia is going to do in this next election? We talked about it over and over and over again. Well, they did it. They did it. But it wasn't involved with Donald Trump. He didn't orchestrate anything with them. That's what Mueller came out with. But they did involve themselves and try to thwart our election. And they're going to do it again. But everybody's made it about Donald Trump, not Russia. What are they doing now? They're going to make this about Donald Trump and Russia again and expect that you only can believe one thing. Well, it was either Russia or Ukraine. Ukraine, I mean, Russia, Russia wanted Trump to win because he was so pro-Russia. And you believed that, not, not you, many people believe that in the country. What do you think, you couldn't get the Ukrainians to believe that? Of course you could get the Ukrainians to believe that. Because you know who's spoon-feeding them that? George Soros, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, the State Department, the embassy. Everyone was spoon-feeding the, uh, the people in Ukraine. Look, Hillary Clinton's your only hope. He's going to go to the side of the Russians. He is so anti-Ukraine. 
They had it in their... The, the Democrats were making that case. It's in your best interest to help us win. They interfered as well. But we, on the other hand, unlike the Democrats with Russia, have evidence that the Democratic nominee was involved. And that's not a hoax. That's not a theory. That's a fact, period. Open, closed, fact. Is there anything that she could say, uh, Jason? Who Who is she? What is her... What's her connection to all of this? Because she's not even on our chalkboard, is she? No, I, I I wasn't looking at her as anyone significant. Before. Okay, and 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 who's Holmes? Holmes is the guy. He's the aide that overheard the call at the restaurant when Sondland was talking to Trump, and Trump was talking very loudly so that the rest of the table heard it. And so he was the guy who said, "I heard him say he wanted investigations." And then when his, no, he, but he also said he heard Biden and uh, and Burisma. Did he not? I don't remember that part of it. He did say, however, afterwards that the, the part Sondland basically said in his testimony. I don't remember that call, but like, yeah, if if I got on the phone with Trump, he probably did bring up the investigations. He brought them up all the time. So then, uh, the the part that he did not agree with his aide Holmes on is that Holmes said. After we were done, after he was done with the call, we started asking him questions. And we asked him about, like, does he, you know, does Trump care about Ukraine? And Sondland said, oh, he doesn't care about Ukraine at all. All he cares about is his own, you know, the Biden stuff, the political stuff that helps him in politics. Now, Sondland did not corroborate that story, but that's the apparently the testimony from Holmes. So it's he said, she said on that. Right. And again, the, the he said is Sondland who has gone out of his way uh, in the last couple of days to be critical of Trump and the way he handled this. It's not right. like they, they are allied at some level, but like he was, he did not shy away from taking shots at Trump when he thought they were no. the right thing to do. So no. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's, it seems, is it possible he just forgot about this? He said the, the big set here is that Sondland said, I didn't, I'm not a note taker. Don't take notes. That's not what I do. Holmes apparently is a note taker. So after this meeting went back and wrote up a contemporaneous, if you remember that that buzzword, oh, contemporaneous memo yeah. about yeah, what happened yeah, at yeah, that particular yeah. meeting. Yeah. So we'll say he's yeah, going to testify okay, today. Good, good. I love those. I love those note takers. We have coming up. We have uh, Cheryl Atkinson on what's really happening in Ukraine with the impeachment. Uh, also, I'm going to take you through the Rudy Giuliani uh, interview, um, and I think you're going to see him and everything he's talking about in a different way. Um, you can watch that full interview um, behind the paywall at blazetv.com. Most of it is up, but we ran out of time uh, during the show, so we recorded extra. And that is uh, also behind the paywall at blazetv.com slash Glenn. I want to show you one thing. You're, you're going to hear about how... This is all conspiracy. It's all conspiracy. Anything to do with State Department and all of this stuff, it's crazy. It's conspiracy. And they're going to blame everything on Russia. Well, I want you to know this is why you can't be binary when it comes to uh, facts. It doesn't matter. When when all of the testimony is tainted because they're from Ukraine or for they're from Russia, you don't know who to believe. You have to be able to say, are there facts to back up what they say? I'm going to play something that I'll translate for you. Do we have, do we have time? 
Okay, here it is. This is a guy from Parliament. He says, with support and direct uh, uh, collaboration with the U.S. Embassy, tech camps under which pres- uh, uh, preparations are being made for a civil war in Ukraine. Uh, the tech camp projects prepare specialists for information warfare. The discrediting of the state institutions using modern media, potential revolutionaries for organizing protests uh, and toppling of the state order. And the project is overseen and under the responsibility of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Now, you can dismiss that because it came from a Russian, or you can realize that was said weeks before Maidan and look into it and see those TEP camps are on videotape. 